Greetings and welcome to the African Spirit Reintegrated and Reimagined. I am Asani Brogan, owner of Asani Coaching Services, and I am here to discuss how much you should pay for spiritual services in this episode. So I talk about spirituality a lot. I work with people who do different spiritual services. I likewise give spiritual services. And I often encounter this question from different patrons and also other people in social media forums and things like that that are not always directly related to what I do. So this is a common question and it is an important question. It was something that I had to figure out along my journey as well. I wanted to know what was a fair rate for different spiritual services because they can become absorbent in certain instances. Likewise, sometimes you just want to know if you are getting a fair deal. Even if the price seems reasonable to you, you want to make sure that you are paying what is normal, usual, reasonable, etc. for those services in the particular area in which you are purchasing them. So I'm going to lead this conversation by giving you an idea of how the fees are determined in the first place, because that makes a huge difference in the discrepancies that you may see from one spiritual service provider to the next and also the services that you are receiving. The first thing that goes into determining fees for spiritual services is typically going to be the materials that are used in that particular service or for that particular service. When we're referring to readings, generally there are not a whole lot of additional resources, etc., that are used, but there can be. So some readers need candles and water and other things to assist them in the process and especially if you're talking about someone who utilizes divination tools that is also a cost involved in them actually being able to provide the services even if they typically use those divination tools in their own work it still costs them money to get those tools so they likewise pass on the cost to the individuals or the clients whom they read for, which is perfectly normal and acceptable. It's just like any other practice that you can think of. A hairdresser who would buy different resources in order to do hair, a doctor who would, you know, have a physical building, likewise a hairdresser, would have a physical space in which to provide services. And then those standard services that he or she may or may not use specifically in your situation however those are tools of the trade that need to be purchased just for the basics right so it's just like a doctor for instance who is doing a diagnostic type of service he or she may not be providing healing or curative services in that instance but the diagnosis in it of itself is very important likewise is a reading in a spiritual type of work so any resources that are necessary to make that occur will likewise be important in setting up a fee structure for that type of work. Beyond that, it's going to be the work that's done thereafter. This is where you are going to see more of the price variations change, right? A fee for like a reading, for instance, is typically going to be the same for that practitioner. Usually it's not going to change much except for things like, um, cost of living allowances etc etc so you may see an annual fee increase for the same service but it 
typically should not change from client to client if they're receiving the exact same type of service. However, when it comes to ritual work, wherein the spiritual worker has to go in and do specific services for you based on what communication came up through the divination process, this can change significantly. Even in situations where two clients may have the same issue, there may be different resources and processes that are needed in order to clear the issues based on their roots, etc. Okay, so that's the first part of the process is the materials. What are we going to use if we're sacrificing something? We need the animal to be there. Animals can be expensive. The larger the animal, the more it is going to cost. Likewise, the more difficult it is to get the animal. So it could be a small animal. However, it could be an animal that's a bit difficult to acquire. So it's going to cost a little bit more money. It just depends on the market rates for these types of materials in those particular instances. So another thing that goes along with the materials is the extent and complexity of the services that are being provided. As I mentioned before, two people could actually have the same problem, but the extent, the complexity of what it takes to help one individual out may be significantly more than helping out another person with the same exact problem. I have seen that in the work that I help people get through the EFA system where there can be discrepancies in the cost of the actual services just because of what is done. Also could be a timing issue because again, we're talking about market rates for materials, which can and absolutely does fluctuate, especially in places like Nigeria. You can see price changes for materials occur more often than, we would than what we would typically see in the West. So that's something else to consider. And along that point would be the geographical location. So you can expect to pay more in places where it costs more to live. That's pretty much the same thing as anything else in society. Just like if you were going to the doctor, going back to that example, if you seek out care from a physician in California, um, let's say Los Angeles somewhere, you can expect to pay a whole lot more than probably if you're seeking out service in a rural town, let's say somewhere like in Georgia, because of the cost of living fluctuates really anywhere in California versus a rural town in Georgia because of the differences in rates. So that's the same dynamic that happens here with spiritual work. The practitioner will charge based on, of course, the, the cost of materials, but he or she will likewise charge based on the services that they provide because it requires time and energy for them to do the work. And so they have to likewise put in a service fee for themselves, which again will vary oftentimes based on their geographical, geographical location. So you will typically find prices for spiritual work being much higher in westernized regions of the world than in developing parts of the world. So if you get your work done directly out of the continent of Africa, it will probably be cheaper for you than what it costs here to get the same work performed in the U.S. And it's not 
that the person in the U.S. is necessarily price gouging. Again, they are charging based on the amount of materials that they have to get or the specific materials that they have to get. Likewise, based on their services, that individual has to live. Therefore, they have to charge for their services. You will rarely find a spiritual worker who is not going to charge you for services because they have to live at the end of the day, just like anybody else. And that's a dynamic that often comes up because we are used to in you know certain religions dealing with this kind of donation based tithing offering etc etc whereas there is direct fees related to spiritual work in this capacity so when we're talking about atr or even other forms of spiritual work like tarot readings astrology readings and things like that that don't necessarily fall within the scope of atr the same concept applies because that person is doing work and even with that being said when we talk about geo when we talk about geographical location i am likewise speaking about the location of the spiritualist and the client because sometimes those are not the same in the spiritual work that i help people get for instance it is definitely not the same because the bible of world that i work with is out of nigeria whereas many of the people that i work with are here in the u.s though i do work with some people outside of the u.s from time to time even though it is much cheaper to be a nigerian in nigeria and get the same work done if you are outside of nigeria you will pay more than the individuals who are in the country getting the same work done and that is across the board so i used to do the same thing with the voodoo readings out of haiti and it was the same thing people in haiti pay a whole lot less for their spiritual readings and spiritual work than somebody from the u.s because it's going to be based on the cost of living in your actual area so even if you are a native of that country, let's say you are a, a Haitian or a Nigerian or you know from another country, Brazil, etc., etc. However, you are living and working outside of that country in a western part of the world, such as the US, you will still pay those same rates that a typical person from the US would pay, regardless of your nationality, because the spiritualist knows that you are outside of the country and therefore you are expected to pay the rates that are consistent with the cost of living in your area. That being said, again, it's still going to typically be much cheaper because the cost of materials in those areas are typically cheaper than what they are here in the US and then the um, provider will usually charge a little bit less as far as service goes but the fees can be a whole lot more than what it costs for them to uh, than what they would charge someone in their home country living in their country because of the cost of living right somebody in their home country is not going to be able to pay the same fees or rates as someone who is living outside of the country likewise someone in their country can typically go and get the materials themselves but you have to understand that if somebody is doing work for you remotely that means that they have to go and get the resources that they need so we're talking about someone who does not maintain a farm or something like that and they have to go and 
either collect the supplies themselves. Oftentimes, if we're talking about a priest or a priestess who is consistently doing spiritual work, they are usually sending someone else out to do that work. So then you have several fees involved in that process. The fee of paying that individual to go out and get whatever the resources are, the fee for their transportation, because usually that individual is not driving themselves, they may have to take a car. And then the um, fee for the actual material, whether it's a goat, a chicken, whatever other type of animal that's necessary in this situation, or other materials as well. So it's not always a sacrifice, it could be an offering. Whatever it takes, that individual has to make sure that they get those resources and they're not always just sitting there readily available that's a whole nother, you know, element to the fee. The element of going out, collecting the resources and then getting them back to the temple or the space where the spiritual work will be performed at. That is another dynamic that we have to consider when we're looking at the cost of spiritual services. And another factor is going to be the level of expertise of the practitioner. The more knowledge, experience, wisdom, and understanding the spiritual practitioner has, the more he or she will most likely charge for their services. So someone who is new just starting off, they may not be as confident in their work, or even if they are, they may not be comfortable, comfortable or confident with charging higher level of fees for their work at that particular time. However, as they advance and grow, they will become more comfortable with that dynamic and start charging fees, higher fees for their services. And that being the case, you can expect to pay more for someone who does have a higher level of expertise. Again, just like a, a physician, if you go to a general practitioner, even if that individual has been in practice for a long time, you will typically pay much less fees for that individual than you would a specialist, let's say a cosmetic cosmetic surgeon or something like that. It's going to cost you more because for one, the level of the services is much higher in that instance. So it's the same dynamic that goes on with spiritual work. Now, all of those factors are very much so common when we are talking about establishing fees for spiritual services. And it's important for you to note these types of dynamics because therein is what's going to determine the actual price of the services that you are being charged for. Now I'm going to stop right now and take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to discuss some actual fees that you may be charged or you may pay for spiritual work. Now, as I mentioned before, fees can vary greatly, widely across different geographical locations within the same region, etc., etc. I have seen fees be anything from free, which would be like a donation base. This typically is a reading type of service where you can, you know, donate whatever you feel comfortable with donating or, um, you know, in some cases, if you can't donate anything, somebody dealing with extreme poverty or something like that, but they need spiritual work, 
perform. Um, sometimes their services will actually be free. I've absolutely seen that occur before. And then um, anything, you know, for a reading itself, I'm going to just start there with a reading. Anything from being donation based all the way up to $500, sometimes even more than that. It really just depends on the services that you are having performed. And herein, I am actually speaking about, you know, African spiritual practices because that's what this particular podcast is about. Now, I speak about different forms of spirituality on my blog and website because I um I'm a spiritual coach which I handle various types of indigenous and traditional practices. So you can actually see readings for more than this, especially when we're talking about things like tarot readings or psychic readings and things like that. I have seen some pretty absorbent fees for those types of services. Typically when we're talking about ATR, the reading services are usually going to be the cheapest part of the service because therein you are gaining knowledge or access to information about the spiritual world versus you actually having work performed at that stage. But again, something like a tarot reading, that's pretty much where it stops at, is the reading itself. So tarot readers can charge quite a bit for it for their services. But moving forward, that's just for the reading. So now when we get into the services, they can range drastically. I try not to ever really get set specific expectations for my clientele because I just don't know what is going to come up. Um, typically in the range of $300 to $500, $600, etc., I can see on average, and these are for like basic things that, you know, your normal regular monthly readings, those types of things. I'm not talking about um, special situations where maybe somebody has been cursed or somebody is dealing with a court case or a really sticky situation. Those types of services can be very, very expensive. I've encountered price ranges of higher level services between five to $10,000 for very, very specific cases that were really complex. I really don't want to talk about the nature of those specific types of services that I'm referring to, to protect the confidentiality of my clients here. However, I can absolutely tell you that it does go on. And all of the time when somebody's charging those types of fees for services, it's not that they are trying to scam you or get over on you, things like that. In some cases it is. So I'm not saying that no one is ever trying to, you know, ever not trying to scam you or something to that effect because people do, that element exists. So that's one of the reasons why I'm even doing this episode because I've seen that dynamic occur too. Not with the people that I deal with and get, you know, readings through, but through other people coming to me asking me, well, do you feel like this is a proper rate for XYZ services? And I will give my opinion based on what I've seen charts for those particular services in the past. Now, I try not to dig too deep into that because, again, I don't really know what's going on in those particular types of situations because material costs do fluctuate. The spiritualist 
service rate typically stays the same. So the readings will typically not fluctuate too much. You know, maybe a little bit of cost of living increases annually or something like that to reflect what's going on economically in society. But I've seen in particular as of recent, the prices go up for services um, that require certain materials because the cost of materials fluctuate so drastically. Uh, that's been going on, especially in Nigeria over the past few months or so because of the economy. You know, there could be a gas shortage or something else going on whereby it could cause it to be much more expensive for somebody to even just travel to different locations to gather the materials that they need to do your spiritual work. Therein, the price will go up, right? So that can fluctuate quite a bit depending on the particular situation that you're dealing with. Of course, as I said before, you know, the, the more materials or the higher level materials, the more money that you are going to spend. We're talking about blood sacrifices, animals, i.e. We are looking at the size of the animal and the cost of transporting the animal, etc., etc. So do expect to pay more in those particular instances. Another thing that you can probably expect to pay, you know, closer to the thousands or even over a thousand for is, is for those higher level services that require you getting shrines, you know, consecrated shrines, spirit pots, things like that, or initiation services. Those types of things can cost a whole lot more than the cost of regular spiritual work, ritual work, ceremonies, etc., etc. So do keep that in mind. My number one suggestion if you are you know trying to figure out what should i pay what is a fair rate is for you to cost compare now it's not always going to be the easiest thing in the world to do because number one you know a spiritualist won't even be able to really tell you how much the work costs until they do a reading and know what they need to do and i i really don't suggest you getting prices from somebody you know you say I, I need to get xyz done until they do a reading for you because they really don't know the full scope of what's going on and what they need to do in your particular case i've spoken about this before ritual work is individual it can be very different for um different individuals just depending on the root of the problem and what spirit says needs to be done in that particular case so even if you know exactly what type of work you need done it's still usually necessary for the individual to do a reading to see what they need to do in your particular case so for instance somebody suffering from some type of health condition two people could have the same problem however the work that needs to be done in each individual's case could look a whole lot different even if there are some similarities they're still oftentimes a bit of discrepancies in the overall work that's performed for that individual. So you do need to keep that in mind as well. That being said, you can still cost compare by you know, doing the reading first, getting, getting the reading done maybe with two or three people and then going with who you feel is the most appropriate for your situation. And I do want to, you know, 
caution you here and say, don't go with the price just because it's cheaper. Don't say, well, you know, this one says the spiritual work will be $100, for instance. The next one say $200, and the next one say $300. And you just choose the $100 just because it's cheaper. That doesn't mean that the work is always going to be the best work in the world. Likewise, it doesn't mean that because somebody is charging more money that their work is going to be better than someone who is charging less money. In those types of situations, you have to go with what you are being intuitively led to do. I wouldn't suggest saying, well, this is cheaper, so I'm just going to go with that. You have to figure out which one that you vibe with. Sit with the information for a little bit and say, okay, does my spirit really vibe with the notion that I need this done, that done, etc., etc., and then go from there. So, do keep those types of things in mind, guys. Um, you know, it, it can vary. Again, I don't want people to go down the wrong path in these types of situations, right? So if somebody's coming to you and asking you, for instance, for $2,000 for a reading, I personally would run away from that individual, right? The expression run, don't walk, because... I know that's way too much for a reading. It is highly absorbent. And if that individual is charging you $2,000 for a reading, they are going to charge you <laughs> so much more than that for the spiritual work that needs to be performed. All right. You have to kind of tailor it to what fits your budget and what makes sense for you. All right. So I'm going to stop here again for a quick break and then I'm going to come back and really give you the lowdown on what exactly you should be paying for spiritual services. Ancestor veneration is central to many traditional spiritual practices around the world. It's a way to honor and remember those who came before us. It's also a way to connect with our ancestors and learn from them. In my book, I reveal the intricacies of these rituals, as well as their historical context and how you can benefit from them in your daily life. So get your copy of Connecting with Your Ancestors, a practical guide for living a destiny-driven life now at Amazon.com. In this last segment of the episode, I am going to discuss what should you be paying. So I've talked about all the prices and how they vary and you know what to expect in certain instances, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Now I want to just kind of finalize this discussion and say what should you actually be paying for service. At the end of the day, I always say pay what you can afford to pay. Okay. That's the number one criteria. If the services are too expensive, too absorbent, to the point where you have to maybe go in debt to get the money to pay for them, or you have to, um, you know, maybe skip out on a bill or cut your payment for one of the bills that you need to pay at that particular time, it's too expensive for you. You should never go into debt for this type of work. In which case, many readers, many spiritualists 
will work with you if you need spiritual work done. They may take a portion of the payment up front and then take you know the rest of it later on. Or as I mentioned before, some cases they may even just do a reading for absolutely free for you. They may not charge you anything for it. So I ask you to start there and talk to the individual if you are having issues financially with paying for the service okay that's the number one criteria is that you need to be able to afford to pay for the work that you are having performed the reading and then the spiritual work thereafter it's very common in developing parts of the world for a person to do a reading as i said before maybe even have it donation based and then when they need spiritual work done if they can't afford it that they would then have the priest or priestess do the work or the priest or priestess i should say will do the work for them and then once the work manifests into that individual being able to afford to pay for their services the person will come back and pay them back now this may sound a little bit simplistic but you do not get it mixed up if you don't go back and pay that spiritualist for their work in those particular instances they quite often will probably do something to ensure that they get their money back so they may do some work against you most people who are familiar with these types of services and work with them don't even play like that they know what's up so they know when the money comes through that they're supposed to go back and pay the spiritualist for their work and their time and their energy okay because they can do work to ensure that they get their money back and therein you will know a true spiritualist right because if it's somebody who is willing to work with you in that capacity knowing that they could possibly lose their money um they go ahead and do it also knowing that they can do work to ensure that either they get their money back or they get some kind of vengeance against you. It may not even be that, you know, they do the work against you to get their money back, but they may do some type of work to cause you a whole lot of problems in your life to the point where you're begging them to stop or you you may be even begging them to take the money. You may overpay them for, for the work. That can happen likewise so that's the first criteria as far as what you should pay the second and final criteria you should also pay what you are comfortable with paying so it's not always a matter of you not being able to afford it because you could well afford to pay for certain work but you also need to feel comfortable for paying with paying for certain services being performed that has even happened to me in my own situation along my journey i've encountered situations where someone told me the price for a service and even though i could afford to pay that amount it wasn't comfortable for me it just did not feel right i i felt like okay this is not what i feel like this particular service is worth or what i feel like other people would charge for the same service in which case i did get a second opinion because i work with quite a few spiritualists so i can kind of bounce things around in which case i went to someone else and asked them how much this particular service would cost on average and i got the rate for it and i was like 
okay you know there was a, a bit of a discrepancy i don't remember the exact amount at this point but i want to say between three to four hundred dollars the, the difference was and that's kind of what i felt in my spirit and i was like okay so you know i did make the right decision in that case never let anybody pressure you into getting something that you do not feel comfortable with getting again even if you can't afford it and definitely if you cannot afford it, if you can't afford it again guys do not go into depth even depth is in going to borrow money from friends and family members in order to pay for the service if you can't afford it leave it there right or like i said before maybe negotiate with the spiritualist and ask them for you know some leeway there so that you can get your services performed if you need them badly enough at that particular time but always go into this space being comfortable with what you're doing no one should ever 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 pressure you to do anything that you do not feel comfortable with doing or you're not ready to do albeit i will say and i tell people this all the time when you go and get a reading in the ifa system it will always come with an above or a sacrifice and that's something that you do need to follow up with right away this is not something that you need to wait on um because once you know then you are held accountable to doing the work as soon as you possibly can do the work that being said sometimes in an abode it will come up that you know maybe you need to get a a shrine or sacred pot or what have you for a particular orisha and it's best again that you do it as fast as you can do it however those are some of the more expensive services that i mentioned before so it may not be within your budget to do that right away and even if it is it may be that you're just not in the space to really deal with that yet that's something that i want to get into in a whole different podcast episode is about you know dealing with sacred shrines or even setting up altars on your own to specific deities these are things that you need to do when you are ready to do them i think it came up in like maybe my first or second reading that i needed a hand of ifa when i first started down the path into ifa but i chose to wait because i wanted to make sure that that resonated with my spirit and that i was ready to take on that responsibility because this is not something that you should take lightly and just say oh i want to get the hand of ifa oh i want to get this i want to get that i always suggest starting with something lighter like eleki beast because that's a way to connect with the spirits and it doesn't require that level of responsibility so i meditated on it and i you know i even prayed about it likewise and asked is this the path that i should go down and it took me some i I would say maybe two or three months to come to a definitive conclusion that this is something that i need to do i was on a plane coming home from a trip and i was dealing with another issue and i needed some resolve about it and i remember i was silently praying in my head as i was riding along on a plane and i asked my spirit what should i do in that case and in that very instance it was spoken to me that i need to get 
the hand of ephah and this was after it had been divine like i said before maybe two to three months prior to that and i knew in that very moment that it was time for me to go down the path and deal with ephah right but i waited i purposely waited i was like i'm not going to do something just because somebody told me that this is what i need to do and at that particular time in my journey i did not have access to multiple priests or priestesses in the system as i do now so i didn't even have anybody to kind of bounce that information off of in that particular instance now i do so I can kind of bounce things back and forth and you know figure out things on my own and i'm more, much more connected to my intuitive self as well so that's the first thing that i go to i trust my intuition and then i may get a second opinion if i feel like i need it in certain instances so with that being the case i'm going to go ahead and conclude here by saying how much you should pay for any type of spiritual services, be it within ATR or not, is how much you can afford to pay and how much you feel comfortable paying for the services. I say, guys, have a very blessed and beautiful day and beyond.